Welcome to Driving the Seabus. I'm your host, Scott McComb. I'm chairman and CEO of a little community bank in Columbus, Ohio called Heartland Bank. My travels really expose me to some very interesting people, entrepreneurs that are world-class people in their own right, but run businesses that are up and coming in the 13th largest city in the country, which is Columbus. Each one of them is is also uh, unique in their own way. Their upbringing is different. Their family life might be different. But ultimately, the one thing that holds us all together as entrepreneurs is hard work and dedication and our love of our people. So that's what we try to do here here on the podcast is figure out what makes these entrepreneurs tick, what makes these areas of Columbus what they are, and how Columbus really became the place that it is today. Today on the show, uh, we have a, a good friend and, and a business colleague uh, here in the Columbus area, uh, Mr. Greg Overmeyer. Greg uh, started his career uh, back in 1987 after graduating with a Bachelor of Science degree in Miami University. Uh, worked for Continental Insurance uh, before accepting a position in uh, commercial and property casualty sales with a company that was a good long-time company here in town called Burwanger Overmeyer & Associates, or BOA, in 1988. Now, he received his Chartered Property and Casualty Underwriters designation in 1993, and uh, Greg uh, became uh, a prominent leader with BOA at that time. In 2001, BOA was sold to HRH, where Greg was made president and CEO uh, of the office. Uh, the British firm Willis Group Holdings acquired HRH in 2008, and Greg served as managing partner of Willis until 2010, continuing his uh, to maintain his client base and relationships here in Central Ohio and beyond. In 2011, Greg founded Overmeyer and Associates, later uh, to become Overmeyer Hall and Associates, and uh, Overmeyer Hall and Associates, a boutique agency specializing in commercial insurance, surety bonds, uh, home and auto, uh, and all the all things insurance. They were named the fastest growing insurance agency in Columbus in 2014 by Columbus Business First. In addition to serving as uh, Overmeyer Hall and Associates Chief Executive Officer, Greg draws on a significant knowledge that um, that he has gained through deep involvement in the Columbus community. He serves on several boards uh, and has done great work uh, through civic engagement, leadership development, and community improvement uh, by serving on the Columbus Chamber of Commerce United Way of Central Ohio uh, the American Red Cross, the Columbus Symphony Orchestra, Young Presidents Organization, or YPO, Scioto Country Club, and uh, Columbus 2020. He's actively involved in the Vineyard Church with his family and uh, Groundwork Group um, and uh, does a whole host of other things here in Central Ohio. With that, uh, I want to welcome Greg Overmeyer to the program. Thank you, Scott. I appreciate being included today. My pleasure. Hey, uh, you know, how do you uh, – well, we'll get to all the different things that you do now, but how did you get involved or figure out that you, when you got out of uh, uh, you know, college at Miami that you wanted to be in the insurance business? Well, the, um, I knew I had, I had done some internships with uh, my father's company at that time, and, and I really loved the business. I loved the business because of twofold. One – you really see um, uh, what clients are doing. You, you really have to learn their business. And so it was exciting to, for me to uh, 
to to see uh, how that contractor is working or what that manufacturing company is working. So I love that aspect of it. And then I love the aspect of uh, in our business, uh, in a, a time of need, the rubber hits the road when they've had some sort of a loss. They are, they're being sued. Uh, they are, they've had a, a, an auto catastrophe. They've had a, a plant burn down. And there's nothing better in our business than to put your arm around somebody and say, hey, um, you've purchased the right coverage. We put the right coverages in place and we're going to take care of you. So you, you're really a second-generation uh, insurance person then, right? An insurance executive? Actually, it would be or third, generation third generation because my father, my grandfather on my mother's side was uh, secretary of a company called Central Mutual in Van Wert, Ohio. My father was an agriculture major, planned on going back to the farm and decided that he wanted to get into the insurance business and then uh, went from the insurance company to the insurance agency side. And that's, that's how family uh, got into the business and, and, and I loved it. How about that? Now, did you you're, you uh, obviously reside in Upper Arlington now, and that's where you grew up. Uh, did your wife grow up in Upper Arlington as well? No, we are a Miami merger. Met her my uh, freshman a year. Miami of merger. I have not heard that before. <laughs> and uh, yeah, met her. She's from Coshocton, Ohio, a uh, small town out uh, east of uh, east of Columbus. Gotcha. And uh, and now you have also a, you guys have a clan of of uh, family now, right? How many kids do you have? We have five kids, uh, four daughters and a son. Uh, the older two daughters are are married. The son was uh, born with a closet full of pink clothes and no name because we just assumed he would be another girl. <laughs> <laughs> That's right. Well, he's in good company, right? So he's uh, he gets the the dominate the male side of uh, of the ledger there. Um, uh, so, so uh, you raised your family in Upper Arlington, and um, uh, and 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 you were with BOA, um, and you got to work with your dad at BOA. Is that right? It was. Uh, yes, I did, and that was special. He's been a wonderful mentor to me for years and years, um, and a very driven man. We we have different philosophies on how to run the company from. Um, I'm a little more of a uh, good to great, what can we be the best in the business at? Um, and so we really focus on the the property and casualty area and the surety area because I feel that we can be the best uh, in Ohio doing those things. Uh, he was more of a, oh, gosh, we can make money doing employee benefits. Let's get into that. We can make money in uh, pension. Let's buy a pension company. Let's uh, get into a TPA business. Let's. So he was really uh, an entrepreneur around – um, trying to aggregate as many things as he possibly could. I'm much more of a let's focus on what we really do well and then expand those niches. Gotcha. And and you do that, obviously, through surrounding yourself with with quality people, I'm, I'm assuming. Yeah. Uh, the company, uh, you know, 2010, uh, the, the, the company that had purchased dad's company two times over let me go. So I sat out a years-long non-solicitation. And I wasn't real sure what I was going to do. And I was having lunch uh, with several of my friends. And Cameron Mitchell was kind of the guy that I was having lunch with. And I told him, you know, I'm convinced, I, Cameron, I need to buy uh, an insurance agency because I really do love this business. And I think that would be the best way to go about it. And Cam said, uh, Greg, I think you ought to start it from scratch. And I kind of said, Cam, my business is kind of sophisticated. I don't have any insurance companies. I have no product to sell. I have no um, systems in place. I have no cash flow. I really need to buy it. It's not like your business where you buy a little hamburger, you heat it up, and people start buying it. (laughs) And he laughed at me. And I really did kind of go, Cameron, I just don't think you understand. And he said, Greg, 
you're going to start to say you're going to buy an agency and you're going to move some of those people out because they're not going to fit into your culture. And others of them are going to change. And you know the best people in Columbus. So don't mess around with it. Just go start the thing from scratch. And it was uh, it was very empowering. I mean, I did I did walk away going, I'm not sure he's right about that. But after about two weeks, I thought, well, maybe I'll go out and uh, talk to a couple of insurance companies and see if they would appoint me. And that's they, they said, yeah, if you start it from scratch, we will appoint you. And that's kind of unusual. Um, and, and then I kind of got my legs under me and said, let's do that and started hiring people in December 2010. And uh, and, and then it took off. We opened in February 2011. Well, it's, it's, it's unusual that people start anything from scratch these days, right? I mean, uh, but the fact of the matter is you had all the ingredients. I mean, you had the experience. You've, you know, you had a good client base that, you know, you could and couldn't. I mean, obviously with the buyout, you had to be careful there and, uh, and, and honor your commitments that you'd made to, uh, to the folks that, uh, that bought the company. But, you know, you, I always, I always have thought about that myself. You know, well, if I had to do it over, would I just buy, you know, Tiny bought a bank, right? That's how he started. Yeah. He bought a little bank. Now, Obviously, it was uh, twenty-five million in total assets when he bought it. Now we're one point one billion, so we're just a little bit bigger. <laughs> Incredible! But, uh, it is. It's been great. But you know, I kind of think of myself. Wow, I could. You mean I could jettison this core system that doesn't work for me, and I could pick, <laughs> make all these decisions over again with the knowledge I have today? Um, you know, that's it's got to be a good thing. And, and creating your culture. I mean, obviously, Cameron. Uh, it, you know, he has a book out, you know, uh, the answer is yes. What's the question? Great book, uh, that, that talks. I'm going to, we're going to be having him on, uh, here in a later episode, but, um, there's a lot to be said for building it from the ground up. And then, and then, uh, the respect you earn for the people that actually did that in, in previous businesses and such. Yeah. It, uh, it really was the right way to go. And I give Cam a lot of credit for encouraging me to, to go about I could go about it that way. Uh, he has a real knack for understanding uh, that all businesses have a lot of common things in it. So, but it was neat to go from being in a family business at, at BOA, then kind of a hired gun type, then onto the entrepreneurial. Certainly had uh, the, the, the shoulders to stand on from BOA. That certainly helped out with dad and Joe Berwanger, um, no, no doubt, in the experiences. But uh, I loved the family business. That was fun, working with my dad. Uh, I love the security of the finances of a being a hired gun. And yeah. then the entrepreneurial side, though, is really fun because you can really make decisions that impact people all the time. But, it, I mean, uh, it, it doesn't come without its own set of risks, though, too, right? I mean, so you kind of had to bet on yourself, bet on your abilities, uh, spend a lot of time building those relationships. And and uh, it's not all peaches and cream, you know, being the owner and the CEO. No, it's true. My third daughter was asking me uh, last week, said, uh, you know, tell me about starting the company. And I talked about, hey, borrowed some money, didn't pay myself for nine months until I paid back all that debt and such. And she looked at me and goes, could we have lost the house? I'm like, well, sure. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> absolutely. Actually, I bet everything. That's right. <laughs> right. Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, but entrepreneurs, that's why, I mean, it's not, not everybody, it's not, it's not something for everybody. I mean, you got to be willing to, uh, you know, to trust in yourself, listen to your advisors, and work extremely hard. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, and you got to pick your right people. And now I'm blessed with my brother, um, uh, immediate, or is a partner now, and Brian Hall is uh, a partner, and our CFO, Ryan Gilmore, has, has purchased uh, uh, some of it. And to have a team like that where um, I'm a, hey, the glass is full unless it's empty. Um, my partner, Brian Hall, we joke around to him, the glass is empty, you know, unless it's totally full. So it's not, oh, is it half empty or half full? And then my brother kind of makes the decision because he's always in between us and talks us through everything. <laughs> um, but it's great to have partners like that that really help you build the company and push you and motivate you and, and, and help you bring on the right people. Well, if everybody had the same personality type and, you know, kind of was driven by the same things and had the same aptitude – Oh, what a dry world it would be, right? I mean, <laughs> I really don't think that that's the way great companies are built. You know, but, uh, tell, so that diversity, maybe we could talk about that a little bit in your in your uh, uh, travels and, 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 and managing your company. You know, has, tell me about the diversity of the, of the decision-making uh, body there and then how that's helped you be more competitive and, and achieve new heights. Well, the decision-making is, um, while I'm the majority owner, we really treat each other with a lot of respect. And, and what, what we've done really well when we started the company was say, okay, these are Greg's responsibilities, and these are Brian's responsibilities, and these are Dan's responsibilities. And while we may uh, those lines may get blurred a little bit um, – we we are very good at communicating that, but likewise we pay each other based on those objectives. So um, you don't, you know, my, my incentives to are to build the company. My brother's incentives is to build his own personal book of business, and then he's an advocate out there, and he's always trying to build the company. But um, the and I tend to be more aggressive, and hey, we should. Hire more people, and we can. We I think we should take a chance on this person. And Brian is much more conservative, and we'll talk through that. And sometimes he wins, sometimes I win. And like I said, Dan will come in there a lot, and, and he weighs heavily on on our decision makings. Now you're working with your brother. Now you work with your your uh, father, who uh, you know obviously was an icon here in town as well. And then then you're and you're now you work with your brother as well. What tell me what the family dynamic is? I mean. Is is uh, do you guys have arguments? Is it uh, disagreements? <clears throat> I mean, how's Thanksgiving dinner, for instance? Or do you, do you get around talk shop, or what happens? We uh, we we try to avoid talking shop. Um, our wives have made that very clear that that's not something that they prefer us to do. So we really try not to do that much around there. That said, Dan is uh, twelve years younger than I am. I have people come up and say, hey, "I met your son. He's not my son. He's my brother. He is rather young looking." Um, and uh, I say, you know, my son's a freshman in high school. Where were you? And that kind of diffuses that. <laughs> um, but uh, I wish I had 10 more brothers like him. And, you know, being part of y YPO, uh, Young Presidents Organization, I've seen lots of family dynamics that just have not worked out. And people aren't contributing what they should. They're not, you know, people are getting overpaid, particularly in family businesses where whether the dad wants to or mom wants to take care of this son or this daughter and – um, I, I don't like that. I don't, I, you know, to me, uh, you should be paid for what you do. Now, if you want to distribute, give dividends and ownership, that's a whole different deal. But I'm very blessed to have a brother that I wish I had 10 more like. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's, well, there's nothing, uh, uh there's nothing, uh, like having 
a family member in the business that you know you can trust and and uh, rely on and that kind of thing. And 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 frankly, uh, you know, I'm sure that uh, uh, I'm sure that uh, you know your partners are are that way as well. I mean, you have to have that trust and that foundation to to make it work. Yeah, that's right. Uh, I was fortunate a couple of months ago, or a Mother's Day, it was. Uh, Happened to hear Urban Meyer speak. He was uh, being interviewed by the pastor of our church, and he said uh, – people come up to him all the time and say, hey, I want to be a head coach. How do I be a head coach? And I thought Urban's response was spot on. He said, be that go-to guy. He said, when it's fourth and two and we're playing Michigan, I know who I can go to. I want Who's that go-to guy? Are we going to go for it or not? And he said, I got 12 seconds to make that decision. And then I got another go-to that who's going to make that call of what play we're going to run? And then who's going to execute that? And that's JT Barrett. And he said, just be that go-to guy. Brian and Dan are absolutely those go-to people, and we've got several more in our office, fortunately. So how do you grow – <clears throat> Obviously, you have those people that have some ownership with your company and 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 that kind of thing. But you you started from scratch, really, just uh, what nine years ago, right? Eight years ago. Eight yeah. years ago. Mm-hmm. So, uh, I, tell me about the building of the culture of the organization. So you you know you you could start from scratch. Um, you, what did what did you want it to be, and and have you arrived at where you uh, ventured off to to get to uh, eight? Just eight short years ago. Yeah, that's a great question. We uh, after I had uh, my lunch with Cameron, and uh, you can read this in his book, and it's on our website. He said, "Answer these five questions," um, and it's around what is your role and what is our purpose. And so I spent a lot of time really working on that. And then I sit down. We had a new employee that starts today, and at four o'clock, I'll be sitting down and spending an hour with him, just talking about we call it our culture board. We don't have a vision statement. We don't have a mission statement because I really feel that those questions are that those things are answered in the answers to these five questions, and it's a it's a long, a long uh, what is our purpose to grow and thrive personally and professionally one step at a time every day, um, or to uh, create elated relationships amongst our associates, clients, vendors in the community which we do business, and so we we um, we try to build on that. And there's things that I if I, that I I might change at some point. Um, we are we are sales focused, um, but we probably could could crank that up a little bit more. There's not quite the emphasis there, so there are some things that we might do differently. But um, the culture piece is uh, incredibly important to me. And then we talk about. The, the why of our business. And it kind of goes back to what I was talking about earlier. So to me, we have two reasons why we're in business. And the first reason is that um, to grow people. I mean, I love – we're bringing in people that don't know anything about insurance. And in two years, we're getting them to a point where they can start be- becoming a client manager where they're handling clients. Um, they understand the insurance markets. Um, you know, they're, they're typically out of college or in their 20s that um, that haven't had any sort of experience. And I love seeing them grow. I love seeing our senior people getting into leadership. Um, I love to see our, our, our newer producers learning how, how to get out there and help, uh, help prospects. Um, that is really fun. So to grow our people, and then two goes back to what I talked about earlier. There's nothing better than put your arm around a client and say, hey, uh, you've placed the right coverages. You've talked through this. You made good decisions, and you're going to be covered. The insurance company is going to step in there and, and and take care of you. And occasionally, you have some issues where maybe the 
forms can be misinterpreted or interpreted differently, and we got to get in there and explain why we feel it's this way. And you know that that's all part of it. It's a great business. It's a direct correlation with how hard you work and how well you do. And you get to get into the legal side of things. You get to get into the understanding of clients' businesses. Like I said, I remember walking, driving around with my dad, and I'd be like, "Well." What's that building over there? And I'm sure Tiny was the exact same way. Oh, well, they're manufacture this and they do this and he could explain all this stuff. <laughs> That's right. I'd be with my dad's friends who were a dentist or – I mean my, my buddy's dads who were dentists or something and they would have no idea what that building is. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> leave, me, exactly. leave me alone, kid. <laughs> so, exactly. Uh, yeah, after, yeah, after 20 years of being in the banking business, I, it's like, yeah, I used to carry the paper on that building. Yeah, I, can, <laughs> I, I have a history about everything, uh, which – Drives a lot of people crazy. I'll be honest with you, but at the same time, it helps us manage risk and grow relationships. That's um, right. How? Tell me what are those initial attributes of people you that that you are adding to your team? Obviously, the culture is you can learn the business and you can grow here professionally, and that's attractive to young people because that's what they want to see. They want to. They don't just want to go turn a screw, you know, every day. Uh, you know, uh, they they want to grow professionally and and emotionally, and and so uh, what does that initial piece of clay as a person look like uh, at uh, uh, at Overmeyer Hall. I wish I could better define what than what I'm going to say because we're working really hard. We just had uh, one of our top um, newer associates uh, take two different personality type tests because she is wired and she's going to – she could own my office. She could be in my office someday. Uh, it would be awesome. She's great. The biggest – Then we'd be finding Greg on the golf course every day. <laughs> Maybe. Maybe. <laughs> <laughs> the biggest uh, uh, trait we really look hard for is a high sense of urgency. It's just hard to find folks that really, okay, right now, I got to get this problem solved right now. Um, people tend to be a little bit more laid back. I, I'd rather uh, have the people ask for um, uh, forgiveness and permission. I, I really like seeing people getting out there and being aggressive and trying to solve problems. So high sense of urgency is probably the number one trait that, that we look for. And I'm not great at it. I I have teammates that are just awesome at it and will say, Greg, we need to jump on this right now. And I really appreciate that. But uh, that that's probably the highest sense, the highest trait. You talked about a little bit about the, the excitement of – the nice thing in our business, you know, very similar to your business, there's been so many consolidations that there aren't many Heartlands that are out there. You do get some de novo starting – and that's kind of the way we feel – and that allows us to, when we talk to our, our team about, you know, eventually we would love for you to be an owner. I've been a part of the big corporation, and I suck at it. I'm just not very good well, at you're it. You're not a good corporate guy. No, I'm yeah. not. And I'm would, not a very good employee. Uh, <laughs> I'll be honest with you. That's... So I would love to be able to perpetuate this thing internally, and so we're working on that so that, that, that we can have a, a – a team of owners, and, and that's very attractive to a lot of the younger people. Oh, yeah, being able to control your own destiny. Again, it's a, it takes risk and hard work, but, you know, if you get people that want to grow inside a company, I mean, that's really what it's all about. You yeah. Know? Tell me about uh, – I know that you're a, a strong man of faith. Tell me how your faith uh, uh, works inside, you know, what makes Greg tick and how you handle yourself on a daily basis and, and – uh, uh, and how you use that in in, in the uh, procurement of business and, and the steering of your company. Well, I think it 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 helps me with and this is this is me. I mean, we certainly have people of faith in our company, um, and we support a lot of faith based uh, uh, um, nonprofits and such. 
but it uh, to me it really puts me on my values of where I uh, where I stand, so that um, I can look at myself in the mirror, and it helps me with my whole you know why am I here? I mean, if I can build people up, live uh, a, a life that's that's suggestive of uh, of close to something that um, you know that the Bible would say that that. Uh, to me, is very, very appropriate. Unfortunately, I've got great partners with my wife and and such that really keeps me accountable. My kids, um, but the 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 faith that that's something that's personal that I think just oozes out of you if you're living and saying the right the right things. I mean, I certainly do not want to be in somebody's faith about face about my faith, but likewise, I'm not going to hide it <laughs> when, when appropriate. Right. Yeah, so, uh, I mean, owning your own business and and managing people and and uh, and having to have tough conversations with clients in your business, I mean, as well as mine, it's not all peaches and cream all the time, right? And so, uh, um, you know, how do you how do you leverage your uh, your faith uh, to keep you you know thinking that you're doing the right thing when you have to do when you have to have those conversations? Well, yeah. I mean, the most thing, biggest thing is to be upfront with with people. Um, but we are put in tough situations, and you know, I certainly look at times in my life, whether it's a child with health issues, or whether it's the business and being let go and trying to figure out where I'm going. And I feel like if my faith is strong, then I'm not looking at why did this happen to me as much as what am I supposed to do with this now that it has happened and, and how, you know, I might not ever find out. I might find out five years from now that it's going to have an effect. Like if I, right now, if I find out somebody has been let go, I will um, immediately call them, email them, hey, let's go grab lunch. Walked in your shoes. You're going to be, you'll get through this. You're a talented individual and and try to spend time with them. Um so when you look at instead of why did this happen to me as much as well, what am I supposed to do with this, um, that, that's really helpful in my faith. Well, I think that's kind of what the King James Bible is all about, right? It's the, that you're kind of in control here. While yep. you're in this life, you're in control of what yep. you do and how you treat other people and how you pay it forward and yep. what you do with uh, what you, you've you been handed and uh, and what you do with the position that you're in, right? And it's kind of up to you. Yeah. So <laughs> when you hear people victimize themselves, you, you kind of wonder, you know, well, that's not really how it works here. You know, you're really not the victim. You know, you, you're choosing to be a victim. You yeah. Know? So that's true. And you look back at uh, like uh, around Luke 19 talks a lot about to whom much is given, much is expected. And, you know, you and I have you know, live very blessed lives. And so we do need to give back, which is why we've tried hard to, why I've tried hard to get on boards and, and, and try to be supportive of Columbus, which I think is an awesome town. But we have our issues and you drive around Franklinton and such and it's like, we've, we've got a lot of great work we can do here. Oh yeah, there's a lot, lot to do. Well, it's good to know that, uh, yeah, that's, that you know, that the faith can be a tool. It, yeah. it just definitely is a, a tool and a path and, and uh, it helps us be who we are on a daily basis. Um, so you, you've grown your company, you know, you've, uh, uh, you got a wonderful family, you know, they're pretty much almost all out of the house now, right? You've got, uh, uh, I think a senior, is that right? You have a senior? I've got a, yeah. Uh, my youngest is going to be a sophomore. Sophomore. Right? Okay. Sophomore so you're one in college and three out. Yeah. So you're almost, you're on the home stretch here of, uh, being able to get, you know, 
back to where what uh, uh, well, what, uh quite, Mr. And Mrs. want to do. I'm not quite dead yet. Scott. No, no. I'm, <laughs> <laughs> well, I just don't know how somebody has five children. Yeah. I mean, I I figured it out after the second one. I'm like, okay, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> How do we get out of, you know, this is, I'm starting my sentence now. Um, but uh, what are some of the accomplishments? If you had to look back over what you've done, uh, either in business, your personal life or whatever, what would you say, you know, uh, are been some of Greg's biggest accomplishments that you're, that you're proud of? Well, the biggest accomplishment um, would definitely be around the family. And they, you know, you go back to the faith part, and they're all, all very faithful, all, all believers. That That is very, very important to me. I'm very happy about that and, and my wife, and I give her, you know, just a ton of the credit for that. Um, had, uh, you know, insecurities always hurt you. And one of my insecurities was, will, will I ever be able to crawl out from my father's shadow who built a wonderful, wonderful company? And I was given that opportunity to, 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 to try to do that. Um, so that uh, would be another wonderful accomplishment. Um, the, um, to serve on the boards that I've been able to serve on has really been fun, and I feel good about giving back. But I got to tell you, every board I've served on, and I would encourage anybody to just particularly if you're running a company, get on board. It's amazing to see as you're looking at, at at who's leading these boards. I don't mean the executive director, but I mean the chairman of the boards and such. And some of them, I've learned so much just by being on a board. And gosh, yeah, I need to run my company more like that as well. I mean, I'm being selfish by doing that, but it's the truth. You see that. Um, and other companies are like, or other boards I've been on, I'm like, how does that guy run such a successful company? Because <laughs> he's awful at this. That's right, exactly. Yeah. Well, it, it takes all types, that's for sure, you know, to uh, – yeah. um, uh, but uh, it, and I, we have that in common of getting out of our father's shadow. Yeah. Uh, you know, uh, it, it, that's something that, that I uh, – uh, never knew until my dad told me, you know, that I could do it. You know, I didn't think I could run the bank. I didn't, you know, come from that. My degree's in criminology. It's not even in finance. Um, you know, I have dyslexia, so they don't even let me near the teller line because otherwise you get a really good rate or you get the wrong change, you know, from <laughs> cashing a check. Uh, it, but he, he, you know, and is kind of on his deathbed. He told me I could do it, and he was proud of me and that I had made it, you know, and that meant a lot to me. Yeah, um, yeah he's a special uh, guy. Yeah, yeah. He was part of the pips with your dad. Yeah. Uh, so the pips, uh, folks, for those of you that don't know out there, uh, are the previously important people. And uh, <laughs> they they have their own little club in Naples, Florida, and they sit in the Whole Foods and, and drink uh, 79-cent-a-cup coffee um, every morning and read the paper and pontificate on yes. the world's problems. And so uh, something I very much look forward to doing later in life. Uh, if and, not sooner and than bra- later. And brag about how well their kids are doing. <laughs> and brag about their kids. That's right. And trade stock uh, tips and you name it. That's what they did. Yep. But uh, So you talked about you know Columbus and some of the boards that you've been on here and, and some of the amazing things that's happening in the city. Tell me what you think about Columbus now versus when you were growing up. I can't believe how uh, much the city has progressed, and I, you know, I go back, and and the partnership has just been done an incredible job. I mean, they have, they certainly have taken uh, their fair, they, they've taken some shots, um, but they have done a fantastic job of the, the the collaboration is incredible, and and you see it, it uh, uh, being on the board of Columbus twenty twenty. 
um, and what Kenny McDonald's been able to do. Well, that was all set up through the partnership. I, I give Mr. Wolf, Mr. Wexner, the, the vision that they had uh, was fantastic for collaboration. And you just don't see that in other cities. And I hear about it. Um, and when you travel around, I'm sure you hear it in the same same circles. I meet with other uh, independent agents across the country. And like, man, I just hear such wonderful things about Columbus. Um, and, and, and so our ability for all these partners who are competing for the same talent and trying to, to – uh, uh, build their own companies, but not always at the betterment of what what's best for Columbus, Ohio. And we've just got a lot of people that really get that. I don't think that happens everywhere um, in, in other cities. No. no, I mean that's that's really been the secret sauce. Um, you know, it was well before Columbus 2020, obviously, but Columbus 2020 helped put the tools together to get back out on the road and do some of the things like Dana Reinhart used to do when he yep. was mayor and go attract Honda and and uh, tell, you know, kind of brag about what we've got going on here. You know, so it's a uh, it doesn't happen by accident. That's for sure. And and the fact matters, though, we've had some pretty uh, the city's had some patriarchs uh, that are second to none. Yeah. Uh, the Lazarus family. The uh, yep. uh, I mean, you name you name it. There's all kinds of the Levesque's, you know, started yep. off with, uh, yep. that used to be the fourth tallest building in the world when they right. built that. And not a lot of people even know that. Yeah. Uh, you know, Columbus was the birth, birthplace of modern aviation, you know, with the Charles Lindbergh picking Port Columbus's current site, uh, you know, for the first leg of the Lindbergh line. And and, uh, and, and Henry Ford was here with, uh, you know, building uh, uh, the Ford Trimotor to make uh, airplanes safe. And so we uh, Columbus has such a huge, rich history um, uh, that we really need to treasure, and uh, and it's based on people making their mark while they're here, working together uh, effortlessly and and shamelessly, um, collaboratively uh, to make the place uh, just a, a great place to live. Yeah, and having a huge vision, and how do we bring? I mean, we're doing a much better job of getting the Ohio State students to to hang out, and so many other colleges that are that are sticking around. I think the one piece we're missing that I'd love to see us get into is the music scene. I wish we had a little more. Nashville, or more Austin around, uh, like those folks do, but uh, we'll, we'll get there. Yeah, well, we have still have uh, independent radios hanging on. You know, CD one zero two five still around doing their thing, and that's right. And uh, but yeah, we th- I think that'd be the last uh, uh, the last component part. We have plenty of restaurants. We've got professional sports. We've got uh, uh, pretty much anything recreation. Uh, the mountains and the hills aren't too far away, and lakes and uh, we, we has a lot going on. But uh, you're right. I think the music scene could use. Uh, that would be the next place uh, for them to, to come about. So, uh, well, uh, Greg, it's been great visiting with you, obviously, your leadership and uh, all these uh, boards and things here in town. And and, uh, uh, and, and obviously, being an entrepreneur, uh, you've made, an, uh, made a mark yourself here on the city of Columbus. And uh, uh, any final thoughts that you'd have for us? Well, I'm really honored to be a part of this, and I truly appreciate the partnership we've got with with, with you and Harlem Bank, and and uh, I just uh, would encourage people to to get involved in Columbus. It's a fantastic city, and I'm confident everybody can make it better. Yeah, I think so as well. You know, it's a melting pot, and uh, and obviously it takes uh, all different kinds of personalities to make it what it is. And uh, and the Overmeyer family though has definitely uh, left their mark. And Greg, thanks for being on the show. Thank you for including me, Scott. 